0: If you enjoy the adventures of our characters in Ostia and our show about the rules for 5th edition, support us on Patreon. For just $1 a month, you will get exclusive content and updates. If you're interested in a look behind the curtain of how we keep track of all of our quests, we are going to be releasing our player's to-do list document for each session to all patrons going forward. This includes our plans for which characters need to have a heart-to-heart, what letters are they writing to family at home, and which NPCs can't be trusted. Beyond that, higher tiers get DMs notes, bloopers from our episodes, and to add an item or NPC to a D&D Raw episode. So we want to give a special shout out to our adventure tier and above patrons. So thank you Waldron, Carol Morris, William McCracken, Ryan Rea Vermette, Mike C, Naked and Afraid, Feral Joe, Jeremy Kleinons, and a Linux fan. We are especially grateful to our producer-tier patrons who listen to our audio before anyone else to give feedback and shape the final episode. We want to give a special thanks to Christopher Reinhardt for serving as a producer on this episode. Support us on Patreon at patreon.com dndraw. Hey everyone, this is Tony, Dungeon Master of the Campaign, and with me today are the following players.
1: Hi, I'm Chris, and I will be playing Auric Fireforge, the Hill Dwarf Forge Cleric. Hi, I'm Nick, and I will be playing Luvin Cromdell,
2: the Half-Elf Alchemist Artificer.
3: Hey, I'm Rachel, and I'm playing Dahlia Restrick, the ASMR Phoenix Sorcerer.
0: Next week will be Sharpen Quill Episode 1. Join us now for Rumble Squad Episode 2-1, Luven's Birthday. Last time, as the party finished the battle against the Fortuneborn and his forces, and revived Leuven after he had been slain by the Fortuneborn himself, the party take inventory of the spoils of this conflict, and finally have a chance to rest. As Boulder prepares, the portal to the plane of Elemental Earth. Rumble Squad gets a chance to relax, recover, and have a good bit of downtime. First, I didn't want to mention due to Luvin having been killed. Luvin, uh, in fact, you are having a little trouble even like breathing. The air feels thinner. You don't feel your lungs get as much oxygen as... They should.
2: You might notice that I do not seem to uh, sleep soundly throughout the long rest. I'll, I'll, I'll get my long rest, but I wake up at certain points.
0: Over the course of this time, you can, of course, ask Auric for like healing to help get you back to that point. But for the first, give or take, half of this time, you would have some disadvantages on con checks and saves. In that time, Boulder also said that he knows now he is going to need more help. Particularly the, the ancestral hearts, who he now believes has killed the Lady of Spirits, as he does not sense her presence anywhere. Because of that, he requested Elaine's aid, and promised to train her to be a guardian of her own. That does mean, however, that she would be no longer able to adventure, though she was able to send money home to her family to set them up pretty close to for life. Good. Goal accomplished. Check. In the meantime, Oric Luven, while Elaine is spending the majority of her days training and learning what it means to be a guardian, spending much of her time away from you guys, as Boulder is now training her, spending much of his time also reworking the wards around the barrier that protects... Portal to the elemental plane of Earth so that you may pass through without completely breaking everything down. Your time is your own for 30 days, uh, Boulder said, before he's able to allow safe passage without anything dangerous coming through back this side. What do you guys want to do during your downtime? Let's go ahead and pick up on the first day. The day after the battle, where you guys have had a chance to now. Rest, recover Contemplate the meaning of life, Luvin
1: Reflect on our own
0: mortality Luvin, you had a couple of things you wanted to Request of people
2: Yep Um, So I imagine it's Breakfast time I've been been pretty quiet, actually Most of the morning So suddenly I decide to strike up conversation Wow (laughs) Yeah, yesterday was uh, (laughs) It's a killer fight silence
3: yeah awkward silence
2: <laughs> <laughs> just really murder on on the body too soon
3: <sighs> are y- you okay lubin no not really
2: i didn't sleep very well might have relived some of that and the past couple 10 day in general but especially that
3: yeah it was a. Uh, it was definitely tough and i don't think it's gonna get much easier at least not in this part of the woods for a while
2: so, it seems like a great segue for me to ask this again. How about teaching me how to use a shield? Because I'm not all for getting stabbed to death again.
3: Well, uh, when I'm not busy, you know, helping Boulder and learning what being a guardian is going to entail. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'll definitely be able to teach you how to use a shield.
1: Hey, I could give you a few pointers on dwarf shield work. True friends. And I, I go in for like a
2: reach shoulder hug on both of you.
3: The most awkward hug I've ever seen.
2: Like, it's pretty obvious that I'm trying to be in high spirits, but I'm just barely holding it together. Speaking of dwarven crafting, I could use some better armor. Do you have time? I right, for you, Luven, I, I can make time. Awesome.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
2: Anything you guys need from me during this time?
1: Well, Luven, I've been thinking about shields in general recently and how... I might make something that's an improvement on what we've been using. I, I have some ideas I want to run by you. There'd be a magic and metal combined. Do tell. And I, I lean in. So my thought is we need to find what I've heard of is an immovable rod. I build an encasement which functions as the shield. So when somebody runs up and runs into the shield or does some kind of damage to it, it engages the immovable rod and prevents it from going further.
2: Ah, Tony, would, I'd be aware of what an immovable rod is. Make an arcana check. Natural one, total eight.
0: It sounds like something that never moves. Like, once placed, it can never be moved.
2: Yeah, I mean, if it if it never moves, how does that work with something portable like a shield, though?
1: Luvin, it, it it moves when you push the button, it, it, and then it stops moving when you push it again. Hm. You know, in retrospect,
2: that makes a lot of sense. Sorry, I'm a little off my game right now.
0: <laughs> uh, it's it's alright. Luvin twitches slightly from some pain.
2: Simultaneously, I'm wiping some blood from that nosebleed I still have. Well, uh, that gives me some ideas, yep. Kind of sounds similar to the retractable table concept, except... Well, not furniture, but obviously there's only so much we can do here, but at least we can get a head start on thinking about some conceptual
1: designs. Aye, because if you thought that the collapsible and expandable tables were hot commodity items, this one will definitely top it. The newest
2: in the line of Forge Company life-enhancing products. The
1: Holy Forge Company life-enhancing
2: products. Holy Forge Company, of course. Oh! Hey, I was writing one of my pen pals recently, uh, Borin, my old painting teacher. Auric, do you think you can make a cataclysm board sometime with all the, the holy magic
1: stuff? Hey, hey, that shouldn't be too hard. We got plenty of source material outside. Thank you.
2: Also, I really do want to get back here. I feel like I can make some uh, good stuff or at least start working on it for you guys if you need any enhancements to anything.
1: All right, I suppose we could uh, could see about some enhancements on either shield or some armor or something of the ilk.
2: Cool, you just let me know if there's something in particular I should work on.
0: So using this as a starting point, let's get into specifics. Luven, what would you like to do over the next 30 days?
2: Okay, <laughs> do you want me to go chronologically? Like how?
0: What are the projects you wanna be working
2: on? Okay, I had started uh, researching the Thunderphone concept when we were kicked out of Ascentius, so I want to finish that and I want to craft it because ultimately, when we get back to civilization, I want to sell things. And speaking of selling things, I'm going to make some potions while I'm at it. Perhaps, oh, I don't know, a batch of five healing potions? And try and sell those and bring in some coinage. I also have these Zicade plants that I'm ready to finally figure out what they do and... Furthermore, with any time remaining, besides, you know, existential stuff, I'm just gonna gather some ingredients for working on a, a plus one armor piece at some point.
0: Between the thunderphone, the healing potions, and starting to gather to try and make a plus one armor, you spend close to like 10 to 15 days of time gathering ingredients for all of these various uh, items. For the thunderphone, you had already kind of started working on it. It'd take you a little less than like a couple days to finish, like, looking over all the little notes and stuff that you had gathered from your research already. So, four additional days after you've gathered the ingredients, experiment a little with them, and start to tweak things based off the materials you have, what does the thunderphone look like?
2: Later on, I might be disassembling and reassembling a certain something, and perhaps there's a couple gears that I can actually use as kind of like the uh, actual piece that attaches to my lanyard it'll just be this, this little six-pronged gear around this necklace that previously held stuff of questionable origin. So yeah, uh, very artificery to have a gear necklace, I think.
0: Okay. So as you have learned how the spell thaumaturgy works, how it projects, how it does all these various functions, and crafting this item, enhancing it, enchanting it, you focus entirely on the projection ability. As you place this around your neck, you lightly tap it as a bonus action and all of a sudden elaine even far off into the woods where you are luven what do you say in your first test of this hello world world,
2: world, 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 world.
0: it echoes out into the woods a booming voice of luven that kind of causes many of the little birds to suddenly take off in flight not expecting a loud voice like this
2: oh hey
3: it really works. works
0: It continues to boom for another couple seconds.
3: And I imagine I'm out in the woods trying to, like, maybe meditate or something. And I'm just like, Luvin, stop. (laughs) I know he can't hear me, but I'm just, oh.
0: He's he's not actually very close to you at all.
3: Yeah.
2: (laughs) I start going, woo! As I tap it and suddenly abruptly cut off.
0: All right, so that was the thunder phone. In all this experimentation, in understanding this cantrip of thaumaturgy, in understanding how these potions work, you're realizing maybe the mannerisms in which you utilize magic could be tweaked. Thinking back to your death for a brief split second in time, perhaps there are things you could do differently to better aid you and your companions.
2: From my perspective, it's this kind of solemn trance almost as i'm doing these things reimagining the way that i work even my most basic functions as an artificer
0: and i know at one point or another you look over to cloudfarer who is more repaired but still kind of damaged and you know there are spells at your disposal capable of repairing mends and breaks and you realize you need to start having more spell casting at your disposal but that does mean sacrificing some of the magic inherent in some of your items as it is, like your satchel. So you take time one day, pull the magic from that, manipulate it, and learn how to continually cast a couple of spells. Only two. One maybe for more defensive purposes. Having the ability to have enemies maybe hit you a little bit less would definitely be useful. And perhaps being able to to repair cloudfarer should anything happen be also useful
2: from the outside it might be a little unnerving because i am totally focused on this it's really hard to get my attention for anything else at certain points during that day i might miss a meal or be late on a meal on occasion i'm throwing myself into my work partly because eureka this is a breakthrough but maybe it's also to um, not think about the other stuff that has happened
0: At some point, Luven, you look at Cloudfarer and realize a mechanical construct this large. While helpful, maybe it's not good for the creature.
2: Yeah, I'm looking over at the fact that Cloudfarer is on its last legs after just one battle, and that if things had gone differently, could have fallen out of the sky with me atop. There might be more control I have if I'm using a smaller vessel for the machine. So downsizing, I could expand my options a bit, make Cloudfarer more useful in battle and also reduce the consequences of Cloudfarer is hurt, make it easier to mend, magically even.
0: So what does Cloudfarer look like when all is said and done?
2: Elaine, you see me walking up towards you with a little um, unpainted miniature version of Cloudfarer, kind of struggling to keep up behind me uh, just cause I'm still tweaking some final elements Hey, so you had some thoughts earlier about uh, my original cloud parrot design, and I was wondering if I could leverage that to make this the most accurate parrot-not-parrot
0: possible.
3: Parrot-not-parrot. And I would hold out my hand for it to land on so I can get a better look at it.
0: Hops up, flies to your hand, lands softly.
3: So I'd look over his new version and just kind of turning it over in my hand, you know, carefully, not to like flip it on its back or something, but getting a look at all the angles. So, the new one, are you going for another Scarlet Macaw? Or did you want to look for a different bird?
2: No, I'm going for the same. I, I really like the concept. I just want to execute it to the best of my ability. You know, the previous, that was my beta version. This is my 2.0 Cloudfarer. I want it to be as exacting as possible, for artistic reasons.
3: Okay. All right, so yeah, I would, I would definitely start, like, start at the top of the head and say, you know, this is going to be your red, you're going to put white around here, and then kind of work the way down kind of taking maybe even like a a little bit of sand or something and just rubbing it on to like mark where he wants to start like different bands of colors or something you know so he has some kind of idea where everything's gonna go thank you
2: wow this is really helpful i'll I'll show you the final product in a day or two shouldn't take me long while we're on the subject of artistic endeavors i know you wanted some uh help with tattoos at some point. Probably we won't have time to get to that during these 30 days, but I at least wanted to show you some conceptual designs. So if you do find another artist around, you have something maybe you could work with. And I pull out just a few sketches. Some of them are more naturey, working in like leaf patterns, uh, branches and twigs. And there is one that's also more oceanic, waves, maybe a sunset. You don't notice a lot of spiritual elements, but you see maybe some rudimentary attempts at that cuz i'm not as strong with that but you know i tried
3: yeah i definitely look them over i really like these i think and i'll you know point to maybe the the one with like the sunset this could be really cool if we took and maybe added some you know like an extra wave here with like a spirit ship coming out of it or you know just start adding tweaks that i'm not a good drawer but <laughs> but I can articulate what I would
2: like. Yeah, you see me taking furious notes, uh, just scribble, 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 as you're doing that, and I'm like, I love it. That sounds epic. I'll show you that too in a couple days.
3: Awesome, and I can't wait to see how your new Cloudfarer, and I'll I'll hold it up so it can like hop from my hand to his shoulder. And
2: I'll I'll tell you a secret too, I have enough spare parts since I downsized to even make Cloudfarer some friends. Uh, So I'll come up with some new designs soon as well.
3: Ooh, you should definitely do some kind of hawk-type predator bird.
0: Ooh. I'll think on that. So Luvin, you have your new homunculus servant as one of your infusions. As you continue to rework kind of how your understanding of magic is, how you can manipulate it, you create five healing potions. I do take
2: the moment to uh, just practice my marketing speech I do tap
0: also my uh, thunder phone as I do it. All of you hear this, Oric, as you're hammering away on something. Healing potions, get them here. Save Save your life. life. No adventurer should go
2: without (laughs) them. Buy now while supplies last.
0: Hey, they'll do a good
1: job of drowning out the hammer.
2: (laughs) 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 You hear other iterations throughout the 30 days, but uh, that's the
0: first one. And Luvin, as your understanding of magic continues, as you research and experiment with tiny bits of one of the Zakade plants you have, you discover two interesting potions that you can make with it. You could craft a potion to help resist thunderous types of damage to help protect yourself. With more Zacade, however, you can create a potion that can perhaps resist against everything. It would take five Zakade plants to do, but enough time and enough resources, you could create a potion of invulnerability. It's resistance to everything. For one minute.
2: Aha! I don't have the thunderphone on this time, but it was still pretty loud, so if you're nearby you hear me just go that randomly at one point while I'm in the cart. I am
0: very excited about the potion of invulnerability. It's a one. Auric, what would you like to be doing? During all of this time.
1: So I think as an initial thing, I would be working on building out a uh, a workable smithy. Like how we've been on the road, I've been kind of having to make do with what's at hand. But now that we have some actual downtime, I can start gathering up all the materials to make like a properly sized forge. Like just on boulders lands to be able to either start smelting down materials or Working on repairing larger materials, and as I'm building this out, you'll notice that I have a lot more like a spring in my step. I've been having to make do just on what we had, but this, this I'm finally getting back to some proper dwarven forging, foraging, just like Mother used to do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There is a connection you feel. No one else seems to be able to tell you otherwise. Yet you're pretty sure your holy symbol. Might be glowing, like, ever so slightly. Could just be my shiny disposition. There's also that. It's probably that. After you have this full smithy, ready to utilize all the various items that you've taken time to bring over and tally, what would you like to do after that?
1: So, since Luven had already asked for his first commission piece, and keeping in mind all the damage that he had received in our previous battle, I may be uh, a little self-conscious about that, and, uh wanting to assist him.
0: Okay, so an increase in his armor would be a breastplate, something that you at least could do within the 30 days that you have.
1: I think I would try and melt down and reform what I have on hand to be able to craft him
0: some. So with all of that done, with 15 additional days, you can easily craft a breastplate for Luvin. What this means for Luvin though is he does not have disadvantage on stealth checks anymore. So slightly funny thing, Especially based off of, uh, Oric, what you have chosen to do, in order, this is being given to Luven on his birthday.
1: Aww.
0: Oric, how would you like to present this to Luvin? Are you just like, here you go.
1: No, I'd do like a big reveal, like, uh, lay it out on a a stump, uh, with a a cloth over it. Hey, Luven, it is complete. (gasps) Come and see my latest work. I think you'll be happy. Wow, okay.
2: I'm kind of bouncing up and down actually looking pretty jovial one of the first times in a few days wow okay okay yeah yeah can't wait to see oh that's the cloth i use for cloud
1: nice touch so i do like a big reveal it's like presenting your new armor
0: whoosh a beautiful gleaming breastplate with the symbol of Yadumin stamped into it is presented before you Luva.
2: Does the sun peek through the clouds and like shine on it right at them?
0: It seems <laughs> to only pierce this one spot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I'm going to go try it on right now. Thank you so much, Auric. I can't wait, I can't wait. I can't. And I, I'm kind of stumbling as I'm walking off with this because I expect it to be heavy. Actually, it is
0: remarkably light compared to your scale, mail.
2: Try and put more force into picking it up than uh, I should have. And I almost fall over backwards, but then it's like, oh, I walk off. Back in, I think, 10 minutes. This was
0: much easier to put on, by the way, Lubin, than the scale mail.
2: (laughs) I'm actually kind of swinging my arms like, wow, this is so much more mobile and also less less noisy. This is good. We're getting caught all the time. I think this will help out a lot. Fine craftsmanship, as always, Mr. Smithy. Thanks,
1: buddy. Hey, I'm glad I could be of service. Although I did realize something during all of this effort. Just working on this... It reminded me of back home, and how much I miss a proper set of tools to do my trade. It would really be beneficial if we had a, some kind of portable forge when we're on the road. I start walking back towards
2: you, curious about this, and stop a drop of blood from my nose, almost hitting the armor,
0: because I don't want it to blemish it. Hasn't been uh, dropping as much lately, thanks to all the healing.
2: That's good. It's on, it's on the mend.
0: You can also breathe easier.
2: Yeah, okay. Okay. I take a deep breath, only cough a little bit. Well, that sounds extremely useful, not
1: to mention profitable. Aye, but mostly for my own use, I think. If we had a way to create a forge, maybe, oh, I don't know, basing some of the schematics off of Bag of Holding, where you have the mouth of the forge goes into an interplanar place. That way, you could put long objects, wide objects, without having the large bulk of a normal-sized forge. That sounds theoretically
2: possible, applying uh, these concepts and I start talking just like magic arcane speak for a moment, just super scholarly, whatever stuff.
0: You would have to do some research into how to make that fully work, especially the extra dimensional space part. Like that can be feasible, but that might be more of the next downtime thing.
1: That's basically what I was thinking. Tell
2: you what. Next uh, major city we get back to, we're going to go research that. We're going to sell off any excess wares we have, and we're going to put Holy Forge Company out of the red for the first time in a while. It's going to take some work, but I'm happy to help you. It's the
1: least I can do. It would be much appreciated.
0: Beyond that, Auric, I believe you have something like eight more days. Yes. What would you like to do within those eight days?
1: I think during that time, I'd want to start... Preparing the materials of the uh, splint mail because I think I would mostly need the forge in order to do a lot of that while with the non-metal
0: stuff I can do that more on the road. The actual crafting part, the refurbishing you can do on the road.
1: Yeah. So I'd, I'd like to spend the, the remaining eight days trying to prepare all the materials for the splint mail.
0: All right, so... The remaining eight days you start to prepare each splint and set it aside and get it going. There is a warmth in Yadumi that you have not felt in a while. There's still that disconnect that he's not as close as he was over a year ago. But that warmth is is there. Could also be the heat from the forge.
1: I'm resistant to that.
0: <laughs> yeah, strange though. You were not feeling the heat as much as you usually do. It's odd. It's different. It's Yadumin's blessing. So, uh, since we've already discussed what you guys are working on during all this time, Luvin, how talkative would you be about the fact that it's your birthday on the 8th of Enchui?
2: In the evening, um, at one point, I'm sitting down to maybe start writing a letter and I'm like, huh, wait, okay, what day is it? Uh, I wrote last three days ago. Oh,
0: I tap the thunder phone. As you tap that, Dahlia.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You hear, echoing ahead of you, It's
2: my it's birthday! birthday. 25,
3: 25 and glad, glad to be alive. alive.
0: <laughs> Seems like you are pointed in the correct direction.
3: Are there any more small rocks around me that I can try try my communing again?
0: Yeah, plenty. There's a lot.
3: I'm definitely going to walk up to a larger size rock and, and do the, the thing.
0: Okay. So, as you try to say hello, a voice behind you goes... Um, you know you don't need to speak to inanimate rocks. And when you turn, you see, standing before you, an earth genasi. Kind of radiates this sense of peace, and he's just looking at you, kind of over-studying you a little bit. Dark, reddish, clay-like skin. Heavily muscled, but it looks almost sculpted. There's vibrancy to him, and his eyes glimmer like two amethysts. Might I ask who you are?
3: So you didn't get any of my earlier messages. Okay, cool. I am Dahlia, and I am looking for my cousin Luvin, and I was told that he would be in this direction, and I'm going to point in the direction of the voice, and I'm guessing that was him.
0: That would be a good assumption.
3: And I was trying to use the rocks to get in touch with you. I'm guessing you're boulder, because you're here. I am boulder,
0: yes. Please, uh, we're just a couple minutes from my home. Oh, Finally. You said your friend Leuven?
3: Uh, well, he's technically my cousin, like, third cousin, twice removed, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's a cousin, uh, distant family.
0: Very well. Um, he has been staying with me for some time now, recovering, and, well, there have been some preparations made. Please, come. He is here with his friends, and he starts to walk, kind of gesturing you to follow him.
3: Okay. I'd fall in line, and after a few seconds, looking him up and down, so I met another guy, his name was... Advin adavin I think that was his name? Yeah, and he had a dog and he was a guardian thing. He said you're a guardian.
0: Ah, you met the zealous hunter. He's a kind sort, but definitely keeps to himself.
3: How does this work? How do you do it?
0: Well, the guardianship is different for different people. I bind myself to an area of land, magically modify it, and I personally protect the area. Adavin likes to cover a much wider area. So he is not as bound as I am.
3: Yeah, yeah. I think I was calling him a lesser guardian, but I mean, not in like a disrespectful way, just like he's not as powerful, he's not as bound, but it's really interesting. And we traveled through trees.
0: Oh, his tree stride ability.
3: It was really weird.
0: Makes it going through the Regora much faster. At least if he takes a liking to you, I assume he did considering he even introduced himself.
3: Yeah, and I met his dog. Very nice dog.
0: Jax is very kind.
3: Yep. So how, how long have uh, Lubin and his friends been staying?
0: Well, it's been the better part of a month or so. They've had some on and off time here in my home. Been going on their own adventures.
3: Do you know how much longer they're planning on to staying? Because I was hoping maybe since I've been traveling for quite a while that I would get at least a breather like a day, you know, before we bound off onto the next adventure.
0: Well, one of his friends will be staying to aid me for the foreseeable future. Okay. But I have some preparations for them that will take several more days.
3: So a few days. Perfect.
0: Up ahead, you can see like a small little campfire lit and there's a little hut. Uh, My home is right there.
3: As we're approaching since I'm behind him, uh, I'll be looking down to make sure that my clothes are, you know, it cleaned up. If they've got like muck or anything, I'm pressed to digitation, cleaning them off, combing my hair back just to be like presentable and like, yes, perfect. Gotta look my best.
0: So, as you guys, I'm assuming, Luven, Oric, you would be inside kind of like preparing for dinner and getting ready to go to bed. In walks in Boulder with a young woman. Dahlia, would you like to describe what you look like?
3: So, I'm walking in and I'm probably wearing some nicer looking clothes that are bright colors. So they're all like oranges and yellows and just kind of obnoxious generally. I have bright red hair that is kind of down to the mid length of my back. It's currently loosely pulled back just because I've been traveling. And then I have like my pack on that has, you know, just miscellaneous stuff hanging off of it. Big giant smile. I'm five foot six. I'm not Thin, but I'm also not heavy. I look like I can walk for a distance, but I'm definitely not made to carry stuff. I'm made for endurance, not sprinting.
0: Um, as a note, she looks human. Remarkably attractive, though.
3: I think so.
1: Attractive for a human.
0: Yeah, there's a shine to her. Like new armor on a beautiful day. Yeah. So, walks in. Um, Luvin, you have a uh, second... Cousin six times removed here to see you.
3: I give him a look.
0: <laughs> Was it third or fourth? I don't recall.
3: Third cousin twice removed?
0: Ah, yes, of course.
3: Close, close enough. There's math. It's fine.
0: Says she knows you? Third cousin
2: twice. Yeah, I don't have any six cousins that I know of, but third. No way. I-, I turn around and you do indeed see me as I've described myself elf skin kind of a blue tint, eyes green with some gold flecks. Silver white, mid-length hair, messy. A little disheveled, actually, more than usual right now. And I've got like a an oil splotch on the side of my face from whatever I was working on today. My eyes light up. Dahlia?
3: Luvin! I'm gonna just throw my arms out and like run over and hug him. Like big bear hug.
1: I return it uh, with as much strength as I have, at least. <laughs> so I will... Look her up and down and see the bright clothes and kind of general flamboyance and go, uh, all right, I see the resemblance.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So this must be Auric and I'll kind of extend a hand out to you. I'm Dahlia.
1: I'll return the the handshake. You're like, Auric Fireforge.
3: And you run the Holy Forge Company.
1: Hey, you've heard of us.
3: Of course.
2: I write to Dalio a lot, like some of my other favorite pen pals. You said that she's related to you. Yeah, yeah, it's a long story. Don't worry. You'll hear it all. You'll hear it all. We can tell you all about it. All right. oh, oh,
3: and today is your birthday, right, Luvin? Or am I off a day? I might be off a day. Is today or yesterday.
0: It is my birthday. I believe we both heard the announcement. Right,
3: sorry. I got all excited. I'm going to set my bag down and rifle through it and pull out a small wrapped parcel and just like shove it into your hands. I brought you a present.
2: Oh my gosh! Thank you. O- Oryx just got me new armor too, and and you, you see kind of peaks of it through the overcoat that I'm wearing with many many pockets. This is the best birthday ever. I'm just glad to be alive. And I rip open the package. <laughs> What's this?
3: So it's uh it's a rare mummified goblin hand. I got it back. Oh geez, which city was that? Was it? It might have been. It's just south of of Orenthal, a uh, little city down there in Mandeville, but I found it in this like really cool little shop, and I just thought you'd really like it because you like strange things like for making potions, and maybe it would be useful.
2: We'll put it with the rest of the goblin arms. So Tony, I'm gathering this is not
0: actually useful for potions. Make a straight intelligence check. 21. So doesn't seem like- this is actually meant to help in potions. However, you could potentially study the hand and try and figure out what sort of chemicals were used to help preserve it, because there's a little bit of a stench outside that Boulder has been slowly covering up from all of the various decayed goblins, goblinoid, and hobgoblins that died. This has no stench, though.
2: Okay. Wow! This isn't rotting at all! That might actually have some, uh properties that could be used in something thank you so much i give another big birthday hug
3: i would return the the big birthday hug with my measly minus one strength
2: and also i'm I'm kind of holding the handout away from
0: us as i do that (laughs) (laughs) it's like behind you held at length
1: (laughs) oh yeah definitely see the resemblance
0: Well, um, as it is your birthday, Leuven, I believe a bigger feast is in order then. If it's not too much trouble, I'm... yeah, that'd be great. Cake? Mm, Let's see what I can produce.
3: I don't have anything that can make a cake.
1: I do have great food and water. Can we just say that I had it prepared for today in anticipation of uh,
0: his birthday? Yeah, we can say that you you actually did realize it was Luvin's birthday.
1: And I can make... Forty-five pounds of food and thirty gallons of water.
3: Forty-five pounds of cake. Yes. I like chocolate. Can it be chocolate? Do you like chocolate, Luvin?
0: I am a huge sweet tooth. I'm game for this. Yes. Um, if you, if if you do, do you mind just having it outside? Because I'd rather not clean.
3: Oh, don't worry. I can take care of that for you. And I'll like take a handful of cake and throw it on the ground and then press the digitation in it
1: away. Unfortunately, the food is bland but nourishing and spoils if uneaten
0: after twenty-four hours. Oh, well, if only there was a way we could flavor it.
3: Press the digitation.
2: <laughs> so I, I imagine I'm already like digging in, taking my first bite, and it tastes like basic sheet cake, and then suddenly mid-bite, it suddenly has this blast of flavor. <laughs> this is the best cake I've had in my life.
3: <laughs> I'm gonna hold my hand up for like a high five to Orc, like yes.
1: Alright. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> only because it's his birthday.
3: So is it just the four of us to eat all of this cake?
0: You can give some to the furry woodland creatures.
3: I don't think squirrels like cake.
0: I could ask the Galabdur if they want, but they don't actually need to eat.
3: What's a Galabdur?
0: You see him turn just to look outside, and you see what looks like a walking stone just start to walk towards the doorway.
3: See, I knew I was trying to talk to them. I just didn't know they had names.
0: Oh, maybe some of them just didn't want to be bothered. Aww. Or they could have been sleeping. You might have talked to some sleeping boulders. Well, I tried. Oh, Cloudfarer 2.0
2: could have some. I mean, it's- there's no need to eat, but it's a good test of the motor skills.
0: You see a tiny little one pop on his shoulder. (laughs) Have cake. Hops onto the cake and starts a-
2: Yes. And now there's multicolored frosting- All over it.
3: I can help clean it up later. It's fine. I thought you had two ladies with you. Aren't there supposed to be two ladies?
0: I believe she means Nyssa and Elaine. Oh, well, Nissa had to go help a
2: friend. Um, she's- she's off in Orenthal now, and Elaine is, uh, training to be a guardian in the area. Ooh! Hey, where is she, though? I thought she would have been back by now.
0: I could summon her if you wish.
2: Yeah, I really want her to meet my third cousin
0: twice removed. So he waves a hand and just goes, Elaine, it's Luvin's birthday and he wants you to meet a friend of his and have cake <laughs> and have cake please return thank you so this way rachel doesn't have to talk to herself thanks we can yada 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 elaine does arrive and enjoys this evening with luven and dahlia and everybody and
3: probably finds dahlia as weirdly interesting and endearing as luven
0: <laughs> does she also say i can see the resemblance oh yeah So after the evening and you had a chance to rest and Elaine is getting ready to prepare for more training, Dahlia, I know there were a couple of conversations that you wanted to have. What would you like to talk to people about?
3: So probably the first thing would definitely be like catching up with Lubin, just like swapping stories. I would pull out the most recent couple of letters that you'd sent and be like, yeah, so you mentioned this and like ask all about, you know, his adventures, why he's out here how he got involved in the Holy Forge company, just start start catching up. And then after that, while they're working, because they're both crafting and working and doing things, I am completely underfoot, just like watching the intricate happenings and asking a million questions. Well why do you use that tool instead of the other one? Why are you doing it like this and not like this? How hot is that fire? Can it be hotter? Should it be hotter? What if it is hotter? Just all the annoying questions, Oric. You're welcome. <laughs>
1: <laughs> See, I would happily answer them. You're speaking my language. Perfect.
3: And then use that as a segue to go into, so, you're, you're Holy Forge Company. I would like to set up some contracting with you guys for our guild so that we can like help ship and sell your goods so you can continue adventuring and working on them and you don't have to worry about the marketing and selling part.
1: And what guild might this be? I'm sorry. And what kind of guild might it be?
3: It's a merchant guild. So we currently are working on setting up deals with various different artisans to set up shops, you know, under their name. We help maintain and ship their goods so that they don't have to worry about that aspect of it. Basically, you make the goods, you hand them off to us, we sell them, we keep a little portion of it, yada, yada, yada.
1: I see. I have never actually heard of your guild. Where do you primarily work out of? Halir. I right, well, I'm not that familiar with your guild. It seems like you may not have much of a presence in the north.
3: No, we're mostly in the south right now. We're still working our way up. But if you've only been working out of the north, this would get your foot in the door in the south, and that would be a good way to, like, bridge that gap.
1: I. Right, there's some logic in what you say.
3: I know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Okie dokie, then. I, I may be willing to provide some goods on a uh, trial basis, see how you perform. If, if we like what we see, then we may engage in more.
3: I'd kind of lean over to Louvin. Is he always this stingy on trying to sell his stuff?
2: Oh, uh, you know, he takes a lot of pride in what he does, just trying to make sure that it, it goes to the right places. I have to protect the brand. You'll win him over. After all, we're family.
3: Yeah. Well, I'm sure the Iron Swords won't disappoint. It'll be in good hands, I promise you. You'll get a good, fair price for it, and it'll be, it'll be displayed wonderfully. I mean, we have sold a lot of really good stuff and acquired a lot of really good stuff, and then resold said really good stuff, so... Yep. Yeah, so that's, like, one of the conversations. While you guys are working as well, I would definitely be looking over everything in your cart, quietly inventorying basically what you have and assessing it.
2: As you're doing that, I guess I'm like, so, Dahlia! How'd you get here?
3: Okay, so I took a boat, and then I did some walking. I rode in a caravan for a little bit. Then I heard this guy Belvin out of Amankar, and uh, he wound up being a doppelganger. I burned him to the ground. It was glorious, but he did try to steal my stuff.
2: Wow, you've been through a lot lately. I want to hear the full story later. Yeah. Uh, I guess I should also
3: ask, why'd you come? I will motion with like two hands to the Holy Forge Company symbol, primarily. I want to get you guys' business. Also, I'd love to meet you. I mean, it's only been, geez, what, a couple years that we've been in touch? So I figured, you know, now would be a good time as any to meet up with you. Get to know you, cousin.
1: All right. I'm all for it, cuz. Are you sure you two weren't just raised together?
3: Uh, I mean, I grew up in Halir. He grew up in Aliabel?
2: No, it was uh, Madikur, um, just outside of Aliabel.
3: Oh, okay.
1: There's far too many similarities.
3: I mean, aren't your family all kind of similar? Like cousins and uncles and...
1: Well, we all live in close proximity.
3: Yeah.
2: Tell you the truth, Orric, I mean, you've met my parents and my siblings. I'm kind of kind of different from my family, so I'm actually just thrilled to have a family member who's more like me.
1: I, I suppose. I'm sure you guys will get along just fine.
3: So those are the conversations I would have. And then oh, I put a question on there. Do I have an extensive knowledge of the Nabracell network? If not, I would definitely ask Luvin two million questions about that.
0: I would say you don't have an extensive knowledge. You know a little bit about it because of the correspondence with Luvin, but you are not an active member.
3: Yeah, I would ask a bunch of questions about that then. Like, how can I join in? Is there a way to contact you know, my siblings and stuff so while I'm traveling I can stay in touch with them? And, you know, maybe just kind of a little bit humble brag to my brother that I'm getting like the Holy Forge Company, you know, stuff like that.
2: Yeah, so there is a cost per letter if you want to do normal correspondence. Then there's also multiple rates that you can pay for a membership. Standard rate I pay is five gold a month, and that just gets you, you know, standard shipping between major areas and some outlier areas, too. The network is always expanding. We don't really have it right now in Ascentius, but the next time we get to anywhere in network, they'll mail it to wherever it needs to go. And uh, I-, I can walk you through some other um, promotions that they have going on as well. And of course, if you decide to do a more, uh, a more expensive membership, you can get some nice perks like magically enhanced delivery for quicker service. It's all about what you want.
0: So is there anything else you guys would like to do over the course of this last few days?
2: At one point toward the end, I'm, I'm just trying to show off some new magics that I've learned.
0: Now that you have manipulated the weave and got a different way to manipulate the magic in the air around you. Something about this land is really helping you with that too, by the way, You're not, it's weird.
2: So Dahlia, I gotta tell you, I died, but I'm alive again. And it's given me a whole new lease on life. So gonna show you all kinds of new magic that I didn't tell you about before because I've just really gotten used to it. So I've gathered whatever like scrap metal that Auric cleared is like, this can't be used for anything else. And I've just put it in some piles so that any damagey spells I use will be used on that stuff and not the land.
3: You're so nice and considerate. I would have been like tree, bam.
0: Yeah, by the way, during your time here, occasionally while like she's not talking, I assume Dahlia would light a branch here and there.
3: Yeah, I'd probably snap off a little branch and I just have it in my hand, like absent-mindedly lighting it and controlling the fire, putting it out.
2: So I start small, and there's still some little tweaks to fix um, Cloudfarer 2.0 as um, some little flight tests have been done, and maybe occasionally Cloudfarer clipped a wing or something, and I kind of just pull out my alchemist tools and seem to be channeling magic through them. And an aura kind of encompasses Cloudfarer for a moment, and the wing kind of snaps back into what seems to be a proper position. Yeah, so I can do mending now, which is great. Don't have to worry about huge expensive uh, repairs for the original design, which I do tell you about it in great detail, actually.
3: Of course, and I I listen extremely intently, like, oh yeah, that would be all right, yeah.
2: I show off some other things, like um, I use disguise self, and suddenly my clothes are almost identical to yours.
3: Nice, nice.
2: I got Alter Self too, so I can do some like more
0: intense modifications, I think, but- We could
3: totally mess with Auric.
0: Boulder taps Auric on the shoulder as we're walking by. I mean, I can see the resemblance more now. I...
1: I'm still not convinced they didn't grow up together. Okay, okay, let's
2: see. I won't do everything all at once. Here's a couple more offensive-y tests. I'll use those bigger piles over there. So I start with
0: Flaming Sphere. Louvin when you reach out, a five foot ball of fire just forms on the ground.
3: Ooh.
0: Some of the nearby brush starts to catch and quickly like incinerates.
3: Did you mean for that to happen?
0: Nope, was trying to be respectful
3: of the land. I immediately start snapping and it's going out. I'm like, chuk, 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 like putting it out.
2: I end the uh flaming sphere.
3: Quick question before you go on. How close are we to the water?
0: I assume if you're trying any sort of offensive spells, you'd probably be fairly close.
3: Okay. I'd be, like, controlling a small amount of it, ready to, like, douse any flames if I need to. Because I see that he doesn't maybe have quite as good a control over the fire as maybe...
0: You? Yeah, Luvin, I would say that you even notice, like, you've been by this river many times. It's a little bit of the river that's, like, doesn't seem to actually be moving. Just a spot. Just seems to, like, be holding still. Huh.
2: That's new. Just in case. All right. We're going to try this one. I'm about, say, 60 feet away from a a big pile of junk, and and I have this other big scrap of material in front of me. I'm
0: using catapult. Luvin kind of reaches out. The large scrap lifts and flies quickly towards the big pile of junk in the corner and just shatters it.
3: Hmm. I dig it.
2: I do the whole rubbing hands together, like job well done kind of motion.
3: Very nice. Well,
2: I don't have a ton of spell slots, but I have more than I used to and I can reach higher complexity spells than before. So I'm happy with my progress in such a short time. You knew all I had to do was die.
3: I mean, I could see how that would change you. And then as I'm saying the next thing, I'm actually gonna cast message. So he hears it like in his head. I also have a bunch of spells that I can do lots of fun things with. And I think we can have a lot of fun with stuff.
0: So, slight weird thing, Luvin, you see her mouth moving, but it sounds like she's coming from right next to your ear. Nice! I can't wait to see them. Do you want to see more? I want to see them,
2: but here's our fire. I almost set things on fire, so let's do it in a safe setting if we do.
3: Yeah, yeah, I got this. Don't worry, I can control it. I've had practice. Okay, cool. So, all right, so I'm gonna put my hand on your shoulders, and I'm gonna guide you away from me, maybe like 15, 20 feet.
0: Cloudfarer lands on top of your head, Luvin. (laughs)
3: <laughs> I'm going to look around and see that Boulder and Auric are also not around.
0: I assume, like, Auric would be going about a business after, like, that initial joke that I made.
1: Yep.
3: Okay, so I get this big grin, and I'm like, okay, are you ready? Are you ready?
0: So ready. Okay,
3: so I'm going to go ahead and do my mantle of flame, whoosh, like, ignite on fire. And then at one of the piles that he had set up, I'm going to cast burning hands, so it does the the phoenix shape, whoosh, As it blasts onto it.
0: So Luvin, you watch Dahlia erupt in flame. Fire spreads across her entire body. Her eyes go jet black like coals with flames that seem to lick out from them. Her hair, the bright, bright red seems to literally turn to fire itself. As she puts her hands together, uh, her two thumbs, fingers outstretched and seemingly like as Part of her form, an extension of what looks like a flaming bird, engulfs the metal that is there. Part of it turning somewhat to slag.
2: You see kind of a stunned look on my face and I just kind of start applauding like, I've been waiting so long to see some of what you can do. This is
3: so cool. As he's doing that, I'm actually going to just use shape water to splash onto that mound of slag and it's like in the steam. Oh.
2: I've also been learning how to use a shield. I think I've just about got it down now. Just a few more days practice.
3: Ooh. Shields are pretty cool. I don't use a shield. I actually don't use any defense, really. My motto is more kill things before they can hurt you. And motion over to the molten pile of stuff. I can see how that would work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it it tends to work pretty well.
0: Anything else you guys would like to do?
2: I would invite... Everyone to come play some Cataclysm the rest of the evening. Hey, I'm out of practice. I I know the basic rules, uh, but I'm happy to play if you are. Do I even know
3: how to play?
0: In theory. So for the initial start of it, Luvin is very quickly dominating. Second intelligence check. Again, unless one of you wants to cheat. Actually, let me rephrase this. Unless Dahlia would like to cheat, because Luvin does not see himself as cheating.
3: (laughs) I wouldn't cheat against my cousin. I might cheat against Orc.
0: I've never even considered the concept. No, that's why I'm like, Luvin, you're not allowed to uh, do the cheating option. (laughs) Basically, most of the field is filled with Luvin's tiles as he continues to play. Final intelligence check? I think
3: you realize that I'm playing a totally different game. Or I think I'm playing a different game, (laughs) based on my strategies.
1: You're playing checkers while he's playing checks. Yeah,
3: basically. (laughs) Oh, oh, I'm supposed to get your pieces? I thought it was the first person loser pieces won. I thought it was like golf, like lowest score wins.
0: As your um, Zenoth piece is completely surrounded by Luden's forces.
2: You know, I didn't do that great the first time uh, I played either. So, I mean, you'll you'll get the hang of it. Let, we'll definitely play again, as long as you're cool with that. I want to play again.
3: Yeah, I'll play again. <laughs> I will win next time, now that I know that I'm supposed to eat your pieces, not be eaten.
2: Yeah, like not literally,
0: but yeah, sure.
3: Wait, no, nobody actually ate anybody.
0: And that is where we're going to leave this episode for today. Thank you all for listening. Please share this with your friends and follow us on Twitter at RulesIsWritten, or check out our website dndraw.com, and feel free to email any questions to me at dm at dndraw.com. Also subscribe and leave us a review or comment anywhere podcasts are found. Please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash dndraw, and I hope to see you all next time in the world of Ostia.